From the Hollywood Hills to your ear holes, this is True Crime Deadline Case Break. A minicast devoted to stupid criminals and other random facts that prove crime doesn't pay. Now, your host, a man who stands in front of crime scene tape and talks on the TV box for a living, Mr. Mystery himself, Matt Johnson, and his co-host for the day, someone who is already regretting this. And I'm sure she is Mr. Announcer, man. That's somebody. Drum roll, please. Jenny Layard. Hello. My sister. Welcome to the first True Crime Deadline case break. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, so we're taking the road. The road on the show. The show on the road, <laughs> rather. Um, we're here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Las Vegas. And we have a strip view. We are here at the MGM Park where I'm staying. And everywhere you look, it is all Lady Gaga. Very much so. Yeah, because she's performing tonight. You have all of the Gaga fans here, all of the little monsters, um, as they're called. And she's performing tonight. I wish I was there. I invited her to be a part of this podcast, Jen. And if she knocks on the door, I guess I get the boot. (laughs) Get ready to go. Pack your bags, Jen. Okay, well, I'm happy that you're here. So tell me a little bit about you. Uh, I am a mom of a sweet five-year-old. I've been married for nine years to my husband, Mike. I have a blog. uh, I love how you're telling me all this, like, as if I didn't already know. (laughs) But you know what? We're including the listener, as we say. So, yeah, tell me about your blog. So uh, let's plug that a little bit. It is called... The mommy with the traveling yoga pants or something like that. Uh, it is called <laughs> the anxious yoga mommy.com. And there we talk about yoga, mental health, parenting, everything that a mom would want to read about. How do you do it all? How do you do it? How do you be you? Um, it's, it's one day at a time. I put my bra on one arm at a time, just like everybody else. <laughs> Now back to the blonde guy. So I'm a journalist, and I'm always asking questions. As you know, I'm standing out there in front of that crime scene tape. What interests you about true crime, Jenny Bear? I love the criminal mind. I love to learn what goes through their head, why they decided to do what they did, the criminology. Uh, It's the study of the human condition, really, that interests me. Well, you know what? You're also a journalist, too. Yes, I am. Yeah, you studied journalism, got a degree. Just like, what do you think mom did wrong to have two journalists in the house of her four kids? Uh, I think she always had us asking questions and uh, never taking an answer for being straightforward just keep on asking questions yeah that's right she always said you know just because the the authority figure is giving you an answer it doesn't mean that it's the right one sometimes you can question that and i think that really that kind of intrigues us and also kept us going and kind of got us into the world of journalism yes especially as young kids we we started out as teenagers and in the local newspaper the daily bulletin and that's right um, you know, we decided that 
that they needed a kid's voice and we just went with it and it was our mom that helped us see that goal to fruition. All right, so shout out to mom right there. And speaking of mom, we were in her kitchen last night and we were having a heart-to-heart discussion. You remember this? Yes. Okay, so we were talking true crime and we were talking about the podcast, basically brainstorming what cases I could cover in the future. What, And then we got to talking about what is really big in the true crime world and in podcasts. And what I'm noticing in the trend of podcasts lately is that the hosts are actually covering a case that is within their own family. So they're maybe solving a crime that is um, unsolved, it's a mystery, or maybe one of their family members was accused of murder or murdered. And what did you say to our dad? I said that there's got to be someone that has been murdered in his family or been a murderer. <laughs> Why did you say that? Uh, because his family is a, a supposedly from the Ozark Mountains. <laughs> I think the Ozarks get a bad reputation, and I think it's something to do with that TV show that I love on Netflix. But, you know, we don't know anything. It's not like you've gone to the Ozarks. Have you said, hi, family tree member? Let me give you a hug, Ozark member. No, but I've been pretty close. I got as far as the Smoky Mountains, and things get a little rough around there. Oh, that's right. You lived in the Smoky Mountains, and so did the rest of the family. (laughs) Yes, we lived in Tennessee for a while. But you know what? I love Tennessee because also in the Smoky Mountains, we have Dolly, Dollywood. Yes, Dolly is a major part of our lives. She Really? uh, Yes. She has a program for children that if you're living in the south of the United States, you get a free book every month up until the age of five. So thank you, Dolly, for giving us books. Yes, so thank you. And yeah, you're going to be cut off because he's turning five. Yes. Okay, so so I didn't even know that about you. You get free stuff from Dolly Parton. Does she sign it? I mean, that's collector's items. Uh, No, they are not signed. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you, Dolly. Thank you. Um, And then going back, um, I love the fact that you tell dad, hey, you're most likely to have someone, a murderer in your side of the family tree. Happy Father's Day, since it's Father's Day weekend. <laughs> yes, that's uh, basically in, in a nutshell. Uh, I want to know the ins and outs of the Johnsons and um, exactly what they did in the past. Already this show is going off the tracks. So let's get it back on track here. Step right up, step right up. Time now for What in the True Crime Are You Stalking? So you heard the announcer man right there, and this segment is everything and anything that is true crime. What you're watching, what you're listening to, what you're reading, basically the true crime that you, Jenny Layard, are stalking. What is it? Go. I'm reading uh, The Killer Across the Table by John Douglas. He is one of the people that created the profiling unit at Quantico, Virginia for FBI. He is the basis for the show Mindhunter, uh, which is on Netflix, and I'm currently watching that as well. Okay, so I am also glued to, like, ID and oxygen. So Mr. Gatsby, my French bulldog, he misses the days of HGTV and Bravo. He's like, Daddy, what has happened? Um, What are you trying to tell me? And it's nothing. Nothing, little guy. (laughs) Uh, So basically, I'm just doing research. But gone are the days of knowing what um, Lisa Vanderpump and Bethany and Dorinda are doing. Like, I, I, I can't tell you to this day what's going on in their lives. I feel so left out. Call me. What I am watching, though, is Lieutenant Joe Kenda Homicide Hunter, which is a Jupiter production, and I think that they do amazing work. And it's kind of wrapping up. It's going to be bye-bye. I'm sad to see it go. I've watched uh, Homicide Hunter for many years. What did you like about it? 
I I love how he catches his his perps, and I love how he acts. He's very straightforward, and uh, he has a, a very dark sense of humor. Okay, kind of like us. Yes. Okay. So, um, and another thing that I'm really interested in right now is the 10-part podcast hosted by Kim Goldman called Confronting O.J. Simpson. It's been all over the news right now because it just launched, and it explores the 1994 crime of the so-called trial of the century, O.J. Simpson and the murder trial. I mean, what do you remember of that? Were you even born? I was born. <laughs> I was 12, and I... No, you were not 12. You were a fetus. I was... Uh, no. <laughs> but I I remember watching it every day. It was a big part of our lives. Um, I remember being just part of the sensation. I, I loved it. I loved watching... What, what is happening? it that you loved about it? I mean, it's not the people in particular. It's just the it's the genre. It's the mystery. Yes, it was to actually see how the system works with someone who actually most likely did it. Okay, so I was actually in high school at the time, and I remember the English teacher would wheel in those horrible TVs, yeah. and they would wheel them in, and they were so squeaky and everything. Yeah. And she would just have us watch the O.J. Simpson trial during class. So she was basically watching it all day with all of her different classes. But um, I should have been learning English, and I think that that explains so much <laughs> in my yeah. grammar. Oh, I think that it, it it's a great experience, though, for everyone. And then I have an O.J. Simpson story. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, so I was a reporter here in Las Vegas down the street, and I was working for the Fox affiliate at the time, and I was freelance. I was working weekends. But um, one of the days that I was working... Um, O.J. Simpson is arrested, and this is when he's arrested for um, having a gun, and the armed robbery is what they said over at one of the local casinos. Um, something to do with his memorabilia. He wanted to get it back, and he was going to strong arm them. And then he was convicted, and he ended up in jail, and he's on probation, I think, still to this mm -hmm. day. So anyway, um, they're doing a big perp walk, and all of the news stations, including CNN, all the live trucks, it's all the local media, and they are just lying for blocks and it is just a sea of reporters and then we get a heads up from Las Vegas finest Metro Police and they're like okay get ready he's gonna come out and they didn't have to bring him out the front but they wanted us to get the video of him and so we see him OJ's walking up and he is in handcuffs and then all of the reporters are running over to him and it's like a scene out of a bad movie actually it's like the reporters are holding their mic shoving it in their face and his face and going you know, why'd you do it, OJ? OJ, do you have anything to say? OJ, are you guilty? Blah, blah, blah. And what do I do? I'm like, he's not answering any of these questions. I need to try to get some, some audio of him. And so I say, OJ, how you holding up? And he goes, good, man. Good. And that is the clip that was heard around the world. Every single story done for, I think it was a 48-hour news cycle at that time. Right now, I think it's probably only 12 because it's just nonstop. But back then, whoa. Okay, so every single news clip of this story is with me talking to OJ. And it wasn't much, but I, you know, as a young reporter, I felt pretty accomplished. And that's my, that's my OJ story. I think that's amazing. Uh, talking to OJ is, is one of the most prolific true crime people in our generation so even getting a word in edgewise with him is amazing okay so i think it's time now for our next segment you ready ready is this podcast making you hungry 
I know. Let's play Milk Cartons and Cereal. That's cereal with an S. And you know what this podcast does actually make me hungry. So originally I wanted to have this segment be cereal over cereal. You kind of get the play on words? Yes. Okay, so it was going to be us eating cereal, clanking the bowls, (laughs) and talking about cereal killers. But you know what? We're not going to do that right now because we just had lunch. We had a late lunch over at the MGM uh, Italy, and it was very expensive. How was it? What did you have? I had uh, ravioli with um, some sort of green sauce. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't white foods because for a long time you only ate white foods. I didn't, I didn't get it. Yes, I have a tendency to get stuck on a certain type of food. And now the color is green. <laughs> that and graham crackers. <laughs> okay, so those two, yes, the, together they're a meal. Yes. Um, I had a steak. It was overdone and it was overpriced. And you know what? Um, this isn't actually sponsored by Italy. So we can say that. You know? <laughs> well, you know. It's not like doing a food segment on TV where um, it could be awful food and you have to say something. So you're like, wow, I wish this was smell-o-vision because it smells so good. Like, we just have to say something when we're on the air. Um, so anyway, at this segment, we are going to be talking about serial killers. And what serial killer um, are you fascinated the most by? Uh, right now, I'm fascinated the most by Ted Bundy. Um, because it's his 30-year anniversary of his execution, and I've never really looked into much of his crimes, but since seeing some of the documentaries and reading a little bit about him, um, he's one of the highest IQ serial killers out there. And Well, he also um, was his own lawyer during the trial when he was smiling through the whole thing. What a sicko. Yes, and he also escaped twice while in custody. So. I mean, how does that happen? I think that you actually are drawn to him for this episode, since we're it's a family episode, because of our dad. He goes by the name Ted. And since he was voted most likely by you to have a serial killer in his family tree. so <laughs> And he also drove a bug at one point in time. So Yeah, I don't know. That's alleged. Um, so for me, since you didn't ask, I think that what is fascinating is the Manson family and that cult. And it's been 50 years, believe it or not, that they had reigned terror on Southern California and Hollywood. And speaking of Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino has a new movie about it, right? Yes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. I love how you're just, you know, ready to give the information. You're you're so good about, like, (laughs) entertainment news and also true crime. I think Margot Robbie's in it. We got Brad Pitt. We got Leonardo DiCaprio. And at first, you know, Deborah Tate, who is the sister of murdered actress Sharon Tate, she didn't want the movie made. And they have made a truce, and she's worked behind the scenes with them. Um, So I know her, and I interviewed Deborah a few times, and I'm going to interview her for this podcast, hopefully. And we were talking about the fact that the Manson family members were coming up for parole and how she has been a lifelong advocate for all of the families impacted by this because she goes to those those hearings, those parole boards, and she explains why these people are evil. She looks them in the eye and she says, they're lying to you right now. And then the board says, well, under the law, we have to give them an exit date. And she says, well, you know what? If you're gonna give them an exit date, how about you have them live right next to you? How would that make you feel? She's very strong. She's very strong. And I, I just can't believe all the work that she's doing for her sister and, and all the victims out there. Yeah, she is a great victim's right advocate. I love her. Um, 
And, you know, I'm sure that it's very emotional this year that everything is in the news. There's going to be so many specials on ID and oxygen and whatnot um, about this case. Not that it's ever gone away, but and then the movie at the end of the year. So that's what I'm interested in. And that's what serial I'm watching. (laughs) But that's what I'm interested in. And thanks for talking serial over serial or in this case, serial over Italy. (laughs) Thank you. I like you. Okay, so every single true crime episode, these mini casts, there's going to be a mini true crime that we talk about. And in this case, it's a neighbor dispute and it's in Thousand Oaks. And I arrive on the scene. I can't believe I'm going to have to be talking about this, number one. Number two, I have video. It's disgusting. Let me get your reaction on this true crime case. An elderly man walks out of his home and finds his car drenched in urine. Security camera captures the culprit. And guess what? It's a man's next door neighbor. Matt Johnson has details from the Thousand Oaks. Hard to believe and caught on camera. Joseph Blum's white SUV being doused with a jug of urine in the middle of the night in his own driveway. How does anybody do such a thing? How does any logical person do such a thing? The 72-year-old Thousand Oaks resident has lived in this neighborhood for 42 years. Living in fear is not a happy thing to do. And I have my cards now totaled. Detectives with the Thousand Oaks Police Department say the man in the video is Joseph's next-door neighbor, 55-year-old James Pearson. Why me? I have no clue. I'm the next-door neighbor. Mr. Pearson? Pearson and his wife didn't appear to be home on Friday to answer our questions, but their longtime neighbors had plenty to say. This is not the first time. He's been busted here several times. I, I would say 12 times in the last maybe 10 years. I mean, the guy is just absolutely nuts. I think the guy's a mental case. We've dealt with them for a very long time, and they've had somebody living in their backyard in a tent and defecating out there in the yard, and the, peop- the neighbors can smell it. So, and it's not just that. Neighbors also remember a time when Joseph's car was keyed and urine was poured on his front porch, which prompted him to install this motion camera that captured this. One of them pieces, I can come out of my house, feel comfortable. Somebody urinated on your car, you think no matter what the insurance company could do to it, do you think you want to go back into that? And that car locked up in the garage here behind me, Damage amounts to about $2,000, but for Joseph, the car is a total loss. He says he can't be around any sort of bacteria, given the fact that he's recovering from open heart surgery. As for his neighbor, Pearson, now facing several charges tonight, including elder abuse and also vandalism. Police say they searched his home, found evidence in the crime and evidence of meth use. That is a crazy true crime case to cover. I can't believe a man would save up so much urine to pour in the vents of another man's car for no apparent reason. I mean, what are you thinking? You're the neighbor. You're just minding your own business. You're just a retired little Santa Claus, and your next-door neighbor is this person. A meth head who has a, a fixation with urine. It's right because it wasn't the first time they're saying that, you know, he woke up one day, walked outside to get his paper, probably take the dog out for a poo. And he steps in urine. His his doormat was saturated in urine. I don't know how I I just don't know how he 
he dealt with that. I don't think he dealt with it well. And then he installs this camera to try to catch the culprit because he doesn't realize it's the next door neighbor. And then what he discovers is that slushy, dark meth urine that is poured all over his SUV. And he just has this open heart surgery, nice man. And like, <laughs> he's just dealing with this horrible crime. I think it's just pure horrible. The fact that the man had a homeless man living in his backyard and... Who was shitting in the backyard. The neighbors could smell it during the summer. It was a windy summer. It was hot. That's that's a little too much. I, not even in the 1800s would they do something like that. I know. Get an outhouse. Put a little moon on it. Yes. And dig a hole and cover it. Don't just leave it out there for people to smell. Okay. I think that that wraps up this episode. But you know what we need to do? We need to gamble. Ching, ching. Okay. So we're here at a Marilyn Monroe How to Marry a Millionaire slot machine. And I have a crisp $20 bill. You excited, Jen? Yes. Okay, so we're recording this on my phone, and we're probably going to get arrested because you're not supposed to do anything inside a casino. But you know what? We're living on the edge of glory because they're also playing Lady Gaga above us. Yes, Lady Gaga all the way. Welcome. Let's play. Let's play. Let's go. Oh, we won. We won like 84 cents. Ah, almost. You know, you're not going to get paid every time you're a guest on the show. (laughs) That would be nice if I did. I wonder what the most we can win on this. I guess the max jackpot is $20,000. And then it jumps way down. The The smallest jackpot is $11.29. We could we could work wonders with $11.29. Yeah, that's two coffees. All done. Okay, we didn't win. Bummer, but we love you, Marilyn Monroe. Okay, and thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for investigating True Crime Deadline Case Break with Matt Johnson. For more information about the podcast, visit truecrimedeadline.com. And please remember to subscribe, rate the podcast, and phone a friend. Until next time. Mr. Gatsby, want a cookie? Good boy.